there any senators in the chamber wishing to vote or wishing to change their vote? If not, the yeas are 81, the nays are 18. The motion to concur is agreed to. 81 yeas? Wow, that one's 81 yeas? We were, like, like 24 hours ago, we were struggling to get 60 yeas. We got 81 yeas? Only 18 yeas? That never happens. That's a miracle right there. That's a gosh darn miracle if I ever saw. The government shut down, man. 81 yeas. Wow, that is, that's the name of a movie. When they make a movie about the thing and Clint Eastwood directs it, it's going to be called 81 yeas. What's up, everybody? My name's Mark Kay. Thank you so much for joining me on the Mark Kay Show. The government shut down. It's over. I hope you didn't blink because you probably missed it. It was like Friday at midnight to Monday at noon. And I mean, did, nobody really works over the weekend anyway, except Congress is time for a change. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you. I really thought that it was going to last a lot longer than it did. You know, I was in here yesterday going, oh, it's going to last a while. Get in the car, turn on Rush Limbaugh. He's like, well, it's over. And I was like, oh, great. There goes my credit. The little credibility I had right out the window. But that's okay because I'm excited that it's over for so many reasons, not just do all the government workers get to go back to work and everybody gets paid. And, man, they turn that panda cam right back on. But, uh, but you know, it's exciting. And it's so funny because my wife and I, you know, my wife was, we were talking about the government shutdown for a second yesterday because we went online. We're going to uh, visit her parents in D.C. for Easter. And she said, oh, we should get tickets to the Easter egg roll. So we Googled, how do you get tickets to the Easter egg roll on the White House lawn? And there's this big lottery, and you have to get your name in the lottery. And they say, great, fill out this online form. So she goes to the government website to fill out the online form. And literally there was a sign that said, we're sorry, this government website has been shut down due to lack of funding. And I had to think to myself, come on, really? They don't even have, they like, all of a sudden they just shut down all the websites? You buy your website service like a month in advance. I know how it works. There's no way that that's anyway. Now that everything's back up, we're going to go and we're going to log into the lottery so that hopefully we can be um, we can be rolling Easter eggs on April 2nd with Donald and uh, and Melania Trump. That'd be that'd be really exciting. But, man, I'll tell you, I'm a little shocked and appalled that the Democrats weren't more, you know, democratish about this whole thing. Not democratic, but democratish, because I thought they were going to dig in. You know, I thought they were going to ride this one all the way into the sunset, but they didn't even last a full workday, man. They just they just went in yesterday and they voted. They voted 81 to 19, or to 18, rather, because someone wasn't there, John McCain, I think. They just went in and they voted to fund the government without real, really any promises of anything in return, which is so undemocratic. Because we all know they should never let a crisis go to waste. This was a truly wasted crisis. They got nothing from this crisis. Government runs out of money. They shut it down. They walk away with nothing. And, you know, I've heard people all morning, I've heard everyone trying to figure out what happened. Why did they cut and run so fast? I can tell you why. It's because when it comes to anything in this world, when it comes to anything in this country, America always wins. America always wins. The whole idea of America beats out everything else we've ever come up with the whole concept that's written about in the constitution and the declaration of independence and the gettysburg address and every speech ronald reagan ever wrote and a whole bunch of things in between all of those ideals the freedom the liberty everything it always wins out over anything else good will always win out over evil do we win every battle no do we win every war damn right we do and everything is a war especially when you're fighting the democrats And everything always comes down to us against them. And sometimes 
Sometimes the them is a foreign invader. America's got to fight a foreign invader or some kind of terrorist organization wants to come in here and destroy us all. And sometimes the them is just a, a band of rowdy protesters or some kind of really misguided political party or even, as we're learning, a secret society inside the FBI. But what we're seeing, what we always see. What we are opening up to is this newfound awesomeness that comes from this 200-year-old concept. That freedom wins. That liberty wins. That people with a common goal and the right to live their lives and do what they want to do, that that concept always wins. That America always wins. And when you execute the plan and you set people up in a society of free enterprise and healthy competition, you dominate. They dominate. We dominate. We're a dominating culture. And when you remove threats and fears and stress and you have a, a confident and hardworking and optimistic uh, country full of superhumans, we can do stuff like create rockets and iPads and, uh, and uh, zero calorie diet sodas and those really cool dilly dilly commercials. I mean, who doesn't love those? All because of America. And that's what the Democrats were facing. They tried to cut America off at the knees. They tried to blackmail the entire concept of this country for people who aren't from here. And have no legitimate say in how this country goes. Great people, I'm sure they're lovely. Their fault that they're here, for the most part, probably not. But when it comes down to it, America comes first. This was a misguided political ploy. And as we saw it, the Democrat, they couldn't even, they couldn't even last through the weekend. Nobody even knew there was a government shutdown really until Monday morning. And by the time people were getting to work and talking about it and going, what, the government shut down? That's where, how's that? How, it was over. It was a blink and you miss it political ploy. It was a blink and you miss it, uh, defunding of the government. It's back to business as usual by close of business yesterday. It was ridiculously unsuccessful what the Democrats tried to do. Why? Because they fought against America, which we all know is stupid because America always wins. And the worst part for the Democrats is that now they're starting to realize that Donald Trump, their arch nemesis, the person that they hate more than anything else, that Donald Trump is actually fighting for America to win. Donald Trump is actually America. And they are not. And that's got to destroy them. That's got to kill them, especially going into an election year. I mean, think about that. Think about that. Everything that Donald Trump says and everything that Donald Trump does and every decision he makes and every agenda item that he gets to tick off ticks off the Democrats because it makes America strong again and rich again, especially rich again. Man, if you haven't started seeing more money in your check, it's, it's coming in February. You're going to you're going to open up your paycheck and there's going to be more money in there and you're going to get a bonus for some reason. And there's going to be more money in there. And you, fewer people are going to get laid off because the your employer is going to have more money to spend. And if your employer is Walmart or one of the other thousands of companies that are going to have to get rid of this money, they're going to either hand it to you or make your workspace better or just build more companies and hire more people and there'll be more jobs and then there'll be more taxes and then we'll have bigger walls and everything's going to be fantastic. And America is going to win. And the members of the Democratic Party hate that because they know that a strong America and a rich America is bad for them. It's bad for for business, and they have elections this year, and they can't win against a strong, wealthy 
America. They'll lose. They can't possibly fight against America and hope to win because America always wins. America first, all else second. And the problem, the big problem with the Democratic Party and the reason they failed so quickly is because they put the Democratic Party first. They put they put the party before all else. They put themselves first. What's good for the Democrats? What's good for me? You know, what's in it for me? Their motto has always been make me great again. I mean, look at the slogans they use. Hillary for America. Got to put her name in there. Fighting for us. America? No, the Democrats. I'm with her. I'm not with America. I'm not with freedom. I'm not with the concepts that have been established and have been fought for and, and, and uh, pr- protected for 200 years. I'm with her, that lady over there who's married to a, a former president, Barack Obama. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Never before has there been a more egotistical, self-centered slogan than Barack Obama's. We are the ones we've been waiting for. No No concept of America as a country. No concept of America as a superpower. We're the ones we've been waiting for. Who we we've been waiting for? We. It doesn't even really make sense when you think about it, but it also makes perfect sense because it completely encapsulates the thought process of the Democratic Party. Yes, we can. Not yes, America can. Yes, we can. We can. The Democrats. The Bush-hating Democrats. We can do it. And this time, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and everyone else, they put themselves first again. They looked at all the dreamers and they looked at DACA and they thought, wow, we need to get these people amnesty. We need to make sure that these people can stay here in America and vote here because they're going to vote for us. And they're going to keep us in office as long as humanly possible. Because Democrats want to stay in Washington forever. That's another difference between the two. Democrats want to stay in Washington forever. That's the goal. That's the dream. Republicans don't want to serve. (laughs) They don't want to be. The only reason any Republican should ever really want to run for office is to keep the Democrats out. And not every Republican is perfect. So many Republicans aren't even Republican. But for the most part, they work for America and then they go home. Like Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump looked at this country and looked at Barack Obama and said, look, this ain't cool. This is not how it's supposed to be. All this money going to taxes, all these people coming across the border unchecked. It's a strain on the economy. It drains our financial resources. It does not make America stronger or richer. It does not help America win. So he ran for office and he won. And now he's doing exactly what he promised to do. He's giving Americans back more of their money. He started rolling back all the barricades to free trade and enterprise that Obama threw up in eight years. He reopened the Internet. He lowered corporate taxes. He's now raising tariffs on imported good. He pulls out of the uh, imported goods. He pulls out of the Paris Accord. He wants to start drilling offshore so we have energy independence. And he doesn't want to stay in Washington forever. That's why he goes to Mar-a-Lago every weekend. Who wants to stay in Washington with all those people that have been there forever and don't ever want to leave? Look, to, to Republicans or to really to everybody, the way that senators and congresspeople and presidents should look at their job is the way Donald Trump looks at it. It's it's a service. It's not a retirement plan. You go in like a commando. You get your orders, you execute the plan, and you get out. But so many Democrats and also Republicans, but mostly Democrats, they go to Washington to die. And that's why 
They'll shut down the government because they're trying to protect their desires to not have to go back to work. They want to keep other government workers home from work so that they won't ever really have to get a real job again. It's so ironic. But they lost. And they lost because America always wins. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. We're going to talk a little bit more about the secret society, too, because that's a big, hairy deal. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. You know, I have like a, uh, I have like a bump in the middle of my head. It's like a, there's like a, a ridge, a dent in my in my head, and I feel like it's from wearing these headphones uh, for 20 years. And, you know, like because the headphone band across my head, it's like it's it's basically making my head cave inward, and I don't know if there's anything I can do about it. And the worst part is I can't even grow hair up there to cover it up. So. I don't know if you start seeing me wear ball caps a lot more. That's why. Anyway, it's the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, 340-1045 is the number if you want to get through to talk shutdown. Uh, we've got Mark on the line from Jacksonville. Mark, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning. What do you want to say? Well, I'll give you a real-time scenario about how the tax cut is affecting small businesses anyway, and mm-hmm. some people probably don't know, but, you know, Trump wanted this pass-through corporate rate to go through. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Republicans in there got squeamish about giving that much of a tax break. So if you are a C-Corp, which is most of the multinational corporations, all big companies, right. Lowe's, Home Depot, but if you are an LLC or an S-Corp, that pass-through does not apply to you. If you make income of more than $300,000. Mario, I'm going to have to put you on hold. we got a bad connection. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe give us a call back and try again. Jackie from Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? Great, Jackie. What do you want to say? Well, first of all, um, from reading some of the stuff in the news, I heard that the Democrats thought that the shutdown was going to slow Trump's economy, mm. and that was one of the hopes. I don't know what they thought they were going to do in three days, um, <laughs> but anyway, the other thing was is that I also read that um, the shutdown ended because he did agree to do something for the dreamers and that's the reason they ended up caving what happened was they uh they they agreed to open up debate on daca and uh and any kind of you know some some kind of dreamer act or immigration act but that means nothing at all they haven't scheduled a vote they're not bringing it to the floor they didn't require anything from the house of representatives which can block pretty much anything too and paul ryan's not going to move on that issue either uh donald trump donald trump look his economy when they announced they almost did the opposite what happened was everyone was afraid that the uh the shutdown like you said would slow down the economy and on friday the dow was at like twelve thousand five. Uh, I'm sorry, 25. It was at 25.5. And then when they when they voted, you know, the next Monday when the markets were open to keep the government open, the exact opposite effect happened and it skyrocketed up to 26.5. So you got, you know, you you had this huge bump in the economy as well. 29.50 to to 26.25 or something. Anyway, the point is it went up and the economy got even stronger as a result of this horrible shutdown. Now, as far as making any kind of uh, concessions, Donald Trump wanted them to use the nuclear option. You know, everyone was like, where's the great negotiator? Where's Donald Trump? Why is he not uh, down at Congress? Why is he not talking to people? Why is he not using his art of the deal prowess and bravado and sex appeal and hair and whatever else he has going for him? Why is he not using that to bring these two sides together? Because he didn't want to. 
And he didn't have to because he knew, just like the Republicans knew for a change, just like everybody else knew, that you couldn't win taking a stand, shutting down and hurting Americans to protect non-Americans. Nobody's going to let that happen. Nobody's going to want that. And it's only going to be popular with the far left side of your party. You know, the, the people that not even the people that not even the Democrats really want supporting them at times, unless, of course, they need someone to go beat up peaceful protesters, uh, you know, at Berkeley or, or you know, a, a bus into a rally in Chicago to to punch people wearing red hats. Those are the only times that they call on those folks. And and when you anger them, uh, you know, you're probably you're probably actually doing something smart if you're a Democrat. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. But make no mistake, nothing was conceded. At all. The Democrats, Chuck Schumer, they had to basically tuck tail and run. Sure, they'll get their debate. They'll get their ongoing immigration discussion, but they're not going to get anything. And Donald Trump made sure everybody knew that when he pulled them into the White House and they had that meeting and the gang of six thought it was going to be private. But he pulled in his strongest anti-immigration supporters and he started cussing up a storm. And they even leaked that thinking it was going to have some kind of ill effect. But really, all it showed all it showed was that Donald Trump was vehemently and passionately supporting something that m the majority of Americans also support and that the Democrats and some Republicans were trying to sneak by an amnesty bill. And the government shutdown, if it did anything, and Donald Trump's ability to keep his nose out of it for a couple days, really shone light on what's really happening here. And as you said, the Democrats wanted to slow down the economy. It's going to take a lot more. It's going to take a lot more than what? A 12-hour shutdown? You know, you can't you can't turn off the Smithsonian Panda Cam and think that you're going to reverse this economic boom. Ain't going to happen. 3401045 uh, more of the Marcation, more of your phone calls coming up. I'm well, thank you. Oh, good. What'd you want to say? Well, I've owned uh, several businesses in Jacksonville. I currently own some businesses in Jacksonville. Oh, cool. I can tell you from a business standpoint, then what Donald Trump is doing in his negotiations is perfect. You have to know. It's like the old Kenny Rogers song. Sometimes you have to know when to hold him and know when to fold him and walk away. Mm. So Donald Trump plants a seed, and then he allows that seed to grow. And that doesn't require him to say a word. So sometimes the best deals are made when you don't open your mouth. You right. let the other person, you let the other side, basically sell themselves on whatever deal it is you're trying to get them to swallow. Ain't that the truth, that's man? That's what he did. I've that's had, what he did. My agent has elbowed me under the table more times than I can remember saying, shut up, just exactly. don't say a damn word. Don't say a thing. My dad was a policeman in Jacksonville, and sometimes he told me, he was 30 years, as policeman in Jacksonville, and he said sometimes the best thing to do is just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Now, and look, let's go. Forrest, you bring up a great point, and thanks so much, man, and congratulations on all your success here in Jacksonville. Uh, but, you know, you bring up a great point. Let's, if you go way back, and let's do that, because, I mean, what the hell else are we going to do? we got 30 more minutes. Uh, let's go way back to the beginning. What happened was Donald Trump brought everybody together for a televised meeting, a bipartisan meeting, which everybody got to see for 55 minutes where everyone was cordial and everyone was polite and everything was great, and we all got to see that Donald Trump was in control and yada, yada, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Then three, four days later, he had a closed door meeting that wasn't in control, that wasn't uh, so polite. There was cursing and yelling and S words. And that got, you know, leaked and blown out of proportion. And everyone was like, Donald Trump's vulgar. But he got them asking the question that everybody started asking. Why are we bringing in all these immigrants from these countries? What exactly are they benefiting? Uh, how exactly are we benefiting from that? What is the purpose that we open our borders and hand over amnesty to all of these immigrants? 
Does that make America better, stronger, richer, safer, any of that? And that was the question that was left in, on everybody's heads, on everybody's minds. They all had to answer that question. And the Democrats, when they shut down the government, they didn't realize that they had no answer to that question. And that was the last thing in the American people's minds because the media probably kicking themselves now for reporting it over and over and over again. CNN, and I don't know if Donald Trump planned this or not. If he planned it, genius, brilliant, best negotiator who ever lived. If he stumbled bass backwards into it, even better. But he went into that meeting and he yelled and he cussed and he got angry and he said, S-hole countries, and the whole world exploded and everybody was talking about it. So then when the government shuts down, the Democrats are like, DACA, the Dreamers, immigration, and all anyone else in, is thinking, even their voters, is what's the answer? Why are we shutting down the government to, to let all these people from these asshole countries, as the president describes them, into America. What is the end game? What's the purpose? What's the benefit? And none of them had an answer. And they had to walk away. They had to shut it down. And Donald Trump asked the question, let the, let the, the explosion happen, didn't walk it back at all, just went away and waited. And what happened? The government reopened. Twelve hours later, the Democrats have not a leg to stand on, and they've proven that this immigration issue, number one, is not something that they are willing to fight for. They're not going to go to the mat for it. And number two shows that they realize most American voters, including Democrats, really don't care that much about it. They'd much rather have more money. And the next thing you're going to see is that a lot of them probably would feel more comfortable sleeping behind a wall. And that's not going to be good for the Democrats as they head into the midterm election. So planned or not, this was a win for Donald Trump and his campaign. Planned or not, this whole process, the way it played out from from from, you know, leader of the free world who's calm, cool and collected and able to bring both sides together for a televised meeting of the minds to, you know, closed door, angry, uh, you know, crazy man cursing up a storm and, 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 you know, asking pertinent questions that are then misconstrued media explosion. And then it turns out that in the end, he got his way. I mean, maybe that is the art of the deal. I don't know. I suck at negotiations. <laughs> That's why I come in here and work for free every day. 340-1045 is the number. Look, something else we got to talk about here is this. I mean, and again, you know, people talk about the deep state and the conspiracy theories, but it is no longer a theory. We were talking about the refs and the uh, conspiracy with the NFL yesterday, and I told Brian Middleton, I said, look, it's a conspiracy theory until you can come up with proof. Well, there is proof now. There is proof that there is a secret society within the FBI who has conspired against the candidate Donald Trump and then president-elect Donald Trump. And I wouldn't be shocked to find out if they did it against President Trump. And again, I'm no lawyer. I'm no legal mind. But I assume when you are conspiring against a presidential candidate, you're just partisan. But when you're conspiring against a president-elect or president, that's more treason, isn't it? I mean, that's got to be some kind of uh, anti-American, uh, you know, there's got to be some kind of law against that. There's got to be something saying, hey, you're now committing some kind of crime. And the, I mean, the, the 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 story just gets better and better and deeper and darker. And now there's a call. Get this. This is how crazy uh, our world has become with Donald. Trump. And it's not Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump did not. His only 
Donald Trump's only failure in this whole thing, Donald Trump's only crime, is winning the election. You know, the only thing he did wrong was beat Hillary Clinton. And because of that, it's been all-out war. And it happened before, it's happening after, and it's starting to come out. All, and the, the irony is it's all coming out based on the special investigation into Donald Trump. And now there are serious calls and serious proof. Trey Gowdy, who doesn't mess around? Trey Gowdy ain't just going to call for a special investigator if he doesn't have legitimate reason to do so. But Trey Gowdy is reviewing all of these these manifests, all of these text messages that they can find between between uh, this FBI agent Struck and and his lover. Uh, what's her name? You know, the uh, the the woman. I forget her name. And he's going over Lisa Page. Thank you. He's going over all of these messages and he's finding out that there was a secret anti-Trump society inside the FBI that was trying to keep Donald Trump from becoming president. And after the election, they they met again. And you know they weren't just meeting to disband. They were going to be like, well, guys, we lost. Let's go back to FBIing. No, they were meeting to say, all right, well, now he's president. What the hell are we going to do now? How do we get him out? And that, to me, seems like it's some kind of crime. And that, to Trey Gowdy, seems like it's some kind of crime. So he's calling for a special investigation to investigate the special investigator. This is the America we live in. With Donald Trump getting elected to the White House, you have... So much hatred and angst and vitriol and and conniving and deep state antics that you now have. I mean, it's like some kind of I mean, it's like some kind of slapstick comedy, a special investigator, then a special investigator to investigate the special investigator. I I feel like I'm reading a Harry Potter novel. Something is going on. It's bizarre. But that's what it's all come to. And just moments ago, just about like an hour ago, Jeff Sessions, attorney general, was being investigated by the special investigator. The special investigator who only exists because Jeff Sessions recused himself from the investigation in the first place. And now Jeff Sessions may have to announce that he is appointing a special investigator to investigate the special investigator that it's his fault for even starting the investigation in the first place. It's a it's a circus. It's a waste of time and a waste of taxpayer dollars. And the worst part for the Democrats is the special investigation is blowing the lid off of their secret society within the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I mean, the whole thing is when you really look at it, there's no evidence whatsoever of collusion with Donald Trump, the Trump campaign in Russia. But there's tons of evidence of collusion within the FBI and here in the United States of America against the candidate himself and also against the now president. I mean, 50, what, 50,000? How many text messages was it? They just disappeared? That's a lot of text messages to just disappear, and that's convenient. It's the same playbook, too, that they used with Hillary Clinton. It's the same, all right, what do we do? Let's just claim that they disappeared again. What, really? Well, it worked the first time. No, it didn't. Well, we'll just do, maybe it'll work the second. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. That's our motto. That's what, that was Hillary Clinton's motto. I mean, it is, it, it's turning into, you want to talk about a swamp. That's exactly what it's turning into. And watch, Donald Trump again, he's going to back off. He's going to sit there and he's going to watch what happens. And he's going to let Congress do their job. He's going to let Trey Gowney do his job. He's going to let Jeff Sessions hopefully do his job. 
And this whole thing's going to be, this whole thing's going to be, I mean, I couldn't, you can't even write stuff like this. Nobody in their right minds could sit down and write a Hollywood movie that resembles what's going on in Washington, D.C. with the FBI and with this, with the, uh, the executive branch and with, and with Robert Mueller's investigation. I mean, to hire people who have, you, you know, who have been overturned by the Supreme Court for ridiculous amounts of bias and to who've been investigating, uh, you know, Donald Trump and, and his his, uh, you know, his family for years to bring them into your investigation just not only reeks of bias, but again, they're they're basically uncorking their own bottle of of their own, you know, their own whether they're opening up their own Pandora's box. It's cra- It's so difficult to keep track of. And yet so entertaining. 340-1045. 340-1045 is the number. Should there be a special investigation into the special investigator? I would love that to happen just because it's so much fun to say. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm already imagining the infographics that are going to pop up on my feed, the memes I could create. It's, it's like it's making me giddy. 340-1045. We got some of your phone calls coming up. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back on News 1045 WOKV. We want to be generous and humane towards the people who were brought here through no fault of their own as children. But at the same time, we have to do that responsibly and control the side effects. Yeah, that's Tom Cotton yesterday talking about the uh, deal they made. We're now on the backside of the shutdown, thankfully. Um, But what we've seen is that the Democrats' obsession over amnesty for illegal immigrants simply is not popular. And I think that's significantly strengthened our hand going into these immigration negotiations to have a responsible, responsible bill for the DACA population while also controlling for those side effects. Building a wall, securing our border, and ending chain migration. You know what else this has done? This has effectively separated any kind of issue about immigration from any future spending bills. Because the Democrats, having basically, you know, packed up and gone home on the issue and said, all right, we're going to vote to fund the government and we will talk about this later, there's no way they can come back from that now. There's no way they can tie anything, really, that, you know, into a spending bill. So every spending bill from here on out is going to get passed. Every new budget bill is going to get passed. And and come February 8th, there will be no shutdown because there's I mean, the 81 yays that they got. 81 yays, those people, they, they've, they've handed in most of their power. Well, 51 of them were Republicans. 50 of them, I guess, because because McCain was gone. So you're looking at you're looking at 21 Democrats. Half of them aren't going to aren't going to try this again. There's no way they can. They know that they have no power. And in fact, uh, Kevin McCarthy and, you know, the uh, majority leader in the House, he said the same thing. We all know this shutdown was an embarrassment. It didn't need to happen. It should have never happened. And it will not happen again. Yeah, it was, it's not going to happen again because you don't try something that fails twice. Well, unless, of course, it's trying to elect Hillary Clinton to the presidency. 340-1045. 340-1045 is the number. Look, it's going to be a long and difficult road uh, going into the midterm elections. It's not going to be as easy as anyone thought. Because, as we said earlier in this program, America always wins. And the Democrats right now are running on an anti-American platform. Their their big issues are dreamers. You know, people who were brought here illegally, trying to, to grant them American citizenship, basically with no... Uh, would know any, would know, you know, sacrifice whatsoever. They were brought here as kids. They've lived here their whole lives. You know, there's nothing that they've had to prove or work for. 
then you've got another issue that they're fighting on, and that is overthrowing the president of the United States and the FBI secret society that's now coming out. All these all these text messages from from Strzok and, and Page, all of these things are, are showing that the FBI was leading an investigation with Obama's help, not just to, to, to you know get a FISA warrant and listen in on candidate Trump's audio to bug candidate Trump's, you know, headquarters, but also to then continue to get rid of him after the election. That's going to be a huge thing to fight back when you're running for office. You can, And then, there, then of course, everybody's getting more money from the Republicans. So you're going into a midterm election, and here's what you're fighting against. First of all, everybody's getting lots more money every month. The Republicans are like, hey, we're going to give you all this money back. Thank you so much for electing us. We're going to do what we promised. So you've got that going against you. Then, of course, you've got this dreamer bill that is very unpopular, as we just learned, because they weren't able to tie it to the government shutdown. So you've got that going against you. And now now you've got to walk into a midterm election saying, hey, uh, by the way, we had operatives inside the FBI breaking the law and committing treason against the future president of the United States. But you should actually vote for us to gain more power you know what with their base that would probably actually work that's probably actually that's probably actually it's probably actually a good thing uh anyway look we're gonna follow all of these stories and more and we're gonna see what happens as the days continue the immigration debate sure it'll come back up uh will it be as powerful and as pronounced as it has been in the in the past few days probably not the next thing we're going to do, though, is you're going to see you're going to see more about this wall. And now that the Democrats have kind of shown that they don't have anything in their back, they, they have no aces up their sleeve. They don't have the support of even their own base. That wall is going to get funded and that wall slowly but surely uh, will get built because after the economy, that was the very next thing on president or I'm sorry, on candidate Donald Trump's agenda. And he's going to go through one by one by one. And he's going to check off as many items as possible. And then in 2020, he's going to show you exactly what he got done. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tougher than anyone thinks for the Democrats, not just this year, but in two years. And depending on how strong uh, Donald Trump can make America again, maybe four, eight and 12. My name's Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Your news is next on News 104.5 WOKV. See you.